Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here. Locked on Nationals podcast. Today it is the 12th of May, 2022, and we will break down the three-game set that just wrapped up earlier today between the Nationals and the Mets. The Nationals dropped two of three, but there was some excitement in the middle of this series. The Nats, a big win in the middle of it. We'll talk about how it all went down and a lot of positive notes to get from this series. That's coming up on today's show. Daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, Locked On Nationals podcast. Josh Neighbors here. Once again, find us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You all can find the show wherever you get your podcasts and here on YouTube as well. Uh, all right, so we always check the standings, which is our routine. Now, the one nice thing about this series is that no matter what happened, the Nationals record and the Mets record, we're going to be mirror images of each other because they actually came in with like inverse records coming to the series. They were both 10 and 20 entering the series. So whatever happened, their, mirror, their records we're going to mirror each other in some way. So the Nationals are now 11 and 22. They are seven game or 11 games back rather of the first place New York Mets who are 22 and 11. They're four games back of the Phillies and the Marlins who are at 14 and 17. And they are now four and a half games back of the Atlanta Braves who are 15 and 17. The Nats are 4 and 13 at home. They have a minus 30 run differential overall. Their current streak is they've lost one, and they are 4 and 6 in their last 10 games. So, how do we get here? We're going to work in reverse order uh, to talk about the games and kind of how they how they went down. Let's tackle the game from today, the 4-1 to loss that the Nationals experienced today. Um, look, this was you know a, a couple things. On the Nationals' side, Ioana Doan you know, could not get very far in this game, and that was all, all really a part uh, because of you know his walk issues. And I saw a stat during the game from Masson. Um, I'm not sure if he walked anybody after – after the stat popped up, but they said his, you know, his amount of walks was the most in the majors. And today five innings or uh, excuse me today, three and two thirds innings. And uh, you know, just really struggled with command through over 80 some pitches in today's game. And that just cannot happen. I mean, th- this was a guy that, you know, the, was it 40 pitch first inning really was kind of where he was at, uh, at that point, the Mets hitters, were very patient in working walks, um, and you know it just it just re- resulted in a really high pitch count. And the game was like two nothing or three nothing, but the pen had to get active pretty early. Uh, and and so you know the run. This wasn't a case of a guy just getting totally shelled. Now there was some timely hitting, I have to say, from New York. You know in, in today's game, but Adon only surrendered three hits. The problem was. You know, he couldn't stop walking guys. And when you, you know, get to the point where 
Uh, he threw 84 pitches, just three, just two Ks in the first three and two thirds innings. Yeah, it's not a good enough outing. So Rosmo Ramirez has come in in relief. He was really strong. He's been strong all year long. And then Carl Edwards, who we'll get to in a little bit, had a really nice bounce back. Kyle Finnegan worked a clean inning, and Steve Ciszek gave up a run later on in this game too. On the other way, I mean, the, the offense for the Nationals was pretty horrible today. Um, they end up racking up, let's see, in the end, four hits on the day. They could not touch Taiwan Walker. They're hitting stuff, but they really weren't making a whole lot of headway. Uh, Walker goes seven innings, three hits, no runs, one K. Sat Lugo works a clean inning. And then Edwin Diaz does give up the solo home run. I will say, if you want anything that is encouraging from today's game, a two-for-four-day 4-1 Soto, which saw him uh, homer, and it feels like the power for him is, you know, is, is starting to to be there now. Uh, you know, had a home run in that uh, uh, in Colorado, which you expect to see had two of them in Colorado, and then had a home run against New York. So it feels like his power output is beginning to get there. Uh, you know, he had what was it um, in the first uh, month of the season, four or five home runs, whatever it was. And now he's getting that home run total. He's homered twice. I forgot the ESPN stats are so screwy. They're not even at, uh, updated yet. So two home runs in the last two days, uh, had two in Colorado. So the power starting to get there up to his ninth home run of the season for Juan Soto and got it against a really good uh, player in Edwin Diaz, who's pitched very well. And then also, you know, you saw him double off the wall, almost a home run earlier in the game. That led to some pretty bad base running. And there were a couple instances of this, but I'm just going to go with um, the, the that one was pretty bad where Soto gets caught between second and third. Guillaume gets him in a pickle. They throw to Taiwan Walker, who really just almost like, you know, I mean, he kind of put the boom a little bit, if you will, on one Soto there. And Soto looked up and was not pleased and Walker looked and kind of said, you know, what were you doing there? That was followed up by Walker throwing the ball into the outfield. Josh Bell rounds second, goes for third, where Juan Soto is still on the ground, and they throw him out at third. So it was just a kind of a calamity in that situation, and um, bad base running from Juan, really bad base running from Josh Bell, who's been one of the best offensive players that the Nationals have had. And that compounded. And that's a huge reason the Nationals were not more competitive in today's game was their base running snafus. That's what that's what cost them. And, um, you know, as good as Juan's been on a team like this, he needs to make sure that he's making uh, the right plays in certain situations. It's just the first highlight they have. Watch it again. Pickle happens. Lindor chases down Soto. Soto slides and uh, Walker stands him up, then throws it in the outfield, and Josh Bell is not very fast anyway. Gets thrown out. It's Lindor who tags him, and Soto's still occupied the base. I mean, there's three Mets standing at third, and Bell had no shot and should have realized that when he rounded third and should have seen the kind of the party that was standing there. So I would say for one and Josh, I mean, that's your two best offensive players right now having a major snafu. That's what a losing ball club looks like, but I don't necessarily expect that to come from those guys. I mean, it's not that overall concerning, but you know, it's there have been some uh, some some tough Josh Bell base running moments so far this season. There have been some one Sotos trying to press too much at times moments during this season, and that was one of them right there. So 
Um, you know, tough start for a Doan. Bullpen looked really good. Soto homers off Edwin Diaz. Kind of that's the big story here, although the Nats end up losing the game. Let's go to a happier game, though, the night before. Before we do it, one more, uh, one quick word from our sponsors. Let me get a sip of water in here as we do. A little sparkling water action today. All right. Today's show is brought to you all by Athletic Greens. Uh, guys, Athletic Greens, it's good and good for you. It's a great way to start off the day. It's one scoop into a cup or whatever you chalice, uh, whatever you like to use, of cold water. And it supports, you know, uh, alertness. It supports gut health. Uh, make you feel better just to start your day off. It's keto-friendly. It's paleo-friendly. Vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, whatever you are, Athletic Greens jives with that. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs or nasty-tasting chemicals or artificial anything. Once again, while still tasting good, it supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. You guys can go right now to athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. They're going to give you guys a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So this second game in the national series was quite an interesting one. The nationals won eight to three in a first inning that saw eight total runs. Um, and all 11 of the runs in this game came in the first four frames of this game, the bottom of the second and the bottom of the first are where the Nationals got eight runs, but they were down, uh, you know, at this point, three nothing when they started to get the offense going. So Aaron Sanchez struggles mightily early on in this game in the first inning, but then settles in. He goes five and a third, six hits, three earned runs, one K on 75 pitches. It's a pretty good start. Austin Voth, Victor Arano, and Paulo Espino. Clean innings, all of them, all those guys have ERAs under four. So they've been pitching very well this year. The Nationals were all over Tyler McGill, though, in these first couple innings. I mean, they really snuffed it out. Soto homered in that first. Ruiz drove in a run. Franco via the sack fly. And then D. Strange Gordon with the single. And you saw the variety right there of the ways in which the Nationals scored. All kinds of ways. Homers, singles, sack flies, doing it all. And then at the bottom of the second, you get a uh, a Nelson Cruz three-run home run, which was really good to see, right? This is a guy that we have mentioned so much, uh, but he's just struggled mightily. And it's been difficult for the Nationals to kind of watch this guy with the way he's been going as of late, but, you know, ever, ever since the Angels game last Friday, uh, you know, he had been hitting pretty well, right? It hit, it hit ever since then. And so, you know, a little bit of a uptick in the offense uh, for him, but I, I would just I would just say it's still a pretty disappointing year, right? Uh, it's still Nelson Cruz, it feels like, hasn't totally delivered 
and he was 0 for 3 today. Had been getting hot, though, and then today, you know, goes over 3. But he has not been the guy that they thought they were going to get, not the guy that I expected them to get at all, and he has been struggling, and those struggles did continue. Um, you know, they did continue uh, into t- today, despite the fact that he got off the snide just a little bit. But still, you know, nice to see the Nationals' offensive output. Nice to see them bounce back. Nice to see them come from behind. This doesn't feel like a team that's built to do so. It's not a team that's built to do so. But for them to jump on, you know, jump on Tyler McGill as early as they did in the game where, look, you know, you, you see uh, Starlin Marte get, drive a run in, then Pete Alonso drives in two in the bottom of the first. You think, oh, no, here we go again with Aaron Sanchez out there. And he settles in really nicely. And then you get Tyler McGill and your bullpen pitches really well behind him and, and shuts out the Mets the rest of the way after that first inning. Look, I'll take that any day of the week. I think it's a really good effort. I think it's a really good win for the, the Nats yesterday and just show that, like, all right, there is some promising stuff here. They do still have Soto. They can, you know, they can get Nelson Cruz going. They can get the offense, you know, keep it at a pretty reasonable clip. But, um, uh, yeah, 8-3 win there. And then they got to a Tyler McGill. looked like he was tipping his pitches. And they put a hurt on him, man. They put eight hits on Tyler McGill, and he did not get out of that second inning. So kudos to the Nats offense there. All right, one more word from our sponsors, and then we'll look at the last game, the first game, I should say, of the series. A really good Patrick Corbin start once again to get to here just in one second, but first a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. You go there today, use the promo code LOCKED, on it's locked on. They'll get you uh, get you all there. But go to Bet Online and BetOnline.net. They've got the NBA playoffs. They've got the NHL playoffs. They've got futures uh, for uh, college football and NFL. Obviously, got MLB props and things like that. There, they've got F1. They've got NASCAR odds. They've got horse racing odds. Anything you could possibly want in the sports action space, they've got for you. So go to Bet Online and BetOnline.net today. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, so you go ahead and you look at the Nationals in the final game of the series. It was a 4-2-1. Or the final game today was 4-1. The previous game uh, was 8-3 win. The opener was interesting. A 4-2 loss that saw a mouse in the outfield and drew a pretty funny Twitter clip of Gary, Keith, and Ron from the SNY booth talking about uh, the rat in that situation. But the the big thing is this. So Patrick Corbin pitches a really nice five innings. And once again, he had the eight-inning uh, complete game last time out, which was still a complete game. Um, but Corbin goes five innings, three hits, no runs allowed, and five Ks. Was going to be at that point on the right side of the decision through five, the Nationals, were up two to nothing. So Corbin put him in a good spot. The problem came in that top of the six. The Nationals sent out Carl Edwards Jr. And Carl Edwards Jr. had been fantastic in AAA and bounced back nicely today. But the Mets were all over Carl Edwards Jr. They flipped that game around to make it 4-2. The Nationals don't score the rest of the way. And the Mets end up getting the win. Edwin Diaz, Jelly Rodriguez, and Drew Smith, who's been fantastic, combined to finish things off for them. After Carl Edwards Jr., it was Steve Cichek, uh, Cichek and then Erasmo Ramirez. 
Um, so let's just go Patrick Corbin here, all right? This is now on Matt Weirich had the stats. You know, he's got a sub three ERA in his last three starts. Am I saying Patrick Corbin is back? No. But is it getting better? You bet your ass it's getting better. Man, it was rough to watch there for a pretty good amount of time. And now he's starting to round into form. I mean, he looked really strong in that Mets game. Now, did have four walks. That was the one thing. You know, you get the 86 pitches through five innings. Maybe you could have tossed him out there for the fifth, but you're going to that lineup a third time. And, you know, you're you're happy with what he's given you. So maybe you don't want to pressure him too much. But the fo- the four walks – and we know he can walk a lot of guys, but, you, you know, you, there was some traffic, let's just say. But still, five clean innings, um, you know, and look at the, the start before that. That was the eight-inning start with nine hits, five runs, but only three earned with three Ks and no walks, 94 pitches, um, you know, against against Colorado. And there's a big difference. You know, he threw eight less pitches in this game, in the, in the, the Tuesday game, compared to that complete game. And he finished three less full innings. Well, the big key in that is the walks, right? The big difference, nine hits, sure, Colorado, three runs and then, uh, you know, three earned runs, um, but no walks. That would, that's what allowed him to be a bit more efficient. In this game, four walks and three hits, not many hits there in that category, 86 pitches just through five. That's the one thing for him is the control. But you go back to the previous start, uh, six innings, four hits, three runs, two earned two walks and eight Ks on 90 pitches. So the last three starts for him, uh, sub three ERA, and has really done a good job, I think, controlling, except for today, but controlling the ball and, and uh, getting, you know, generate a lot of swings and misses. He looks sharp, really sharp in the beginning of this start against the New York Mets. So I would say Patrick Corbin continues to steadily get better. Now, once again, the big caveat with Patrick Corbin is that look, you paid him $24 million this year and it's going to keep going up in the future. He needs to start pitching like that. The last three games, he has been a much, much more valuable commodity. And so I think he's starting to pitch himself out of this funk. And they have to be careful with it. They have to make sure they protect him still a little bit. You, know, you should say, well, we shouldn't have to be protecting this guy. But, you know, in, in this start, I think they felt like, okay, they worked some walks against him. They got a few hits. You know, maybe it's time for the pennies at 86 pitches. Um, you know, maybe you should have left him out. They probably should have left him out there at least for one more inning, I would say, because Carl Edwards Jr. got rocked. But look, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I would say, yeah, Patrick Corbin, man, that, that was that was impressive. Uh, what he was able to deliver to them, and then I thought Carlos Carrasco, on the flip side of things, thought he pitched a really nice game. And um, look, the Nationals were able to get some offense going, but nothing consistent and sustained. And that was kind of the story in Game One of this series and the third game of this series, a lack of consistent offense. We did see Riley Adams launch a ball into left field, which was nice to see. But after that, uh, the Mets kind of took over this game and got the win. So that's uh, what went down on the weekend. Carl Edwards Jr. bouncing back. That was tough to see, though, because you want those guys to kind of work out. But not all of the guys you snag and add to the pen, man. Not all of them work out, right? The Nationals are lucky to get, you know, the Erasmo Ramirez's, the Victor Aranos of the world, um, you know, the Sean Doolittles, and they got them of the world, you know, uh, those guys, Apollo Espinos, whatever else you want to go, a lot of those guys have worked out. Not all of them are supposed to work out. I actually think the Nationals have gotten lucky, and more often than not, those guys have been working out for the Nats. Uh, Carl Edwards, just this moment in time, one one bad outing, but 
It wasn't working. It came back and rebounded pretty nicely today. All right, that will do it for today's show. Tomorrow, a preview of the Nationals and Astros series. We kind of relive a little bit, relitigate a little bit of what happened between the Nationals and the Astros, their first meeting since you know when. Uh, Nationals fans, your chance to point to the ring coming up tomorrow. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. The next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.